dead air, dead air. There it is. There it is. We're just gonna listen to this for a minute. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dub on the Up, ostensibly a baseball podcast. This is the B Block. Well, that I was a real C Block lead in. That was though, a real I gotta C say. Block lead. Yeah, we <coughs> don't know how to press play on the music machine. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It is Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight. As per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Well, hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York, where it does not feel like fall. Let me just say. Yeah, it was hot today, too. Yeah, it's been the high 80s all week. It's brutal. Yeah, it's no good. Um, a little baseball statistic for you. My Chicago White Sox are playing the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim right now. And Jose Abreu just got hit by a pitch. And that's the 19th HBP this year on Abreu, Abreu, which is third in Major League Baseball. The guy gets dinged all the damn time. Yeah, Um, that's a lot. Yeah, he gets hit a lot. That's the one time, I think we talked about this on the podcast when it happened like six weeks ago. The one time we ever saw Tony Tony La Russa which is Italian for Tony the Russa, running out of the dugout was when Abreu got hit by a pitch. And it was the second time that game Abreu had gotten hit by a pitch. It was against Milwaukee, I think. And he later said he knew that the other pitchers weren't intentionally trying to hit Abreu, but when there's no other big sluggers on in the lineup, they always pitch Abreu either up and in or down and in because they're not giving him anything good to hit because they know they can walk it. Right. And so he ends up getting hit a lot. Now he does crowd the plate and he leans in with his 
what is that? Your right shoulder? Yeah, no, left shoulder. To your righty? No, either righty. So it's left shoulder. Yeah, it's left shoulder. Yeah. But still, it's bullshit. Um, how are the Red Sox doing against the Mariners right now? They're up one nothing now in the fourth, bottom of the fourth. Okay, so it's a pretty big game as yeah. On the eight block. That's not a safe lead. There are no safe leads with the Red Sox. <clears throat> that was the game, the game that the Red Sox beat the White Sox at when they played last weekend. Where I looked at it, and I think it was Chicago, I mean, Boston 7, Chicago 2, early in the game, and I turned it off or shut down my app and went to a friend's house and played board games and drank whiskey all night. And then later you texted me, wow, that was a close game. And I was, excuse me, I was surprised by that. White Sox yeah. able to come back in that game. <laughs> All right, but we're not here to talk about baseball tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are here to talk no. about woolly mammoths. We are here to talk about men playing God. Right, and the dangers that may entail. <laughs> uh, so do you want to introduce this article or do you want me to? Uh, do you have it up in front of you? I actually yeah, closed it up. I've got it here. So this is an article this week from the New York Times titled, A New Company with a Wild Mission, Bring Back the Woolly Mammoth. With $15 million in private funding, the company Colossal aims to bring thousands of woolly mammoths back to Siberia. Some scientists are deeply skeptical that will happen. So the gist of this story is that this group of scientists are planning on cloning thousands of woolly mammoths over the next several years and repopulating Siberia with them. Which, okay, I've, I've got a lot of questions that I'm gonna ask about this, Sam. But let me, at the jump, at the start of the show, just say, I support this plan. I think. Oh, we, okay. I, I am pro repopulating the world with woolly mammoths. I have some concerns that I do want to express, but overall, yeah, let's fucking do this. I am pro cloning woolly mammoths. Okay, I'm a, uh, I'm a little bit more. Uh, who is? Uh, Oh God, what's his name? The Fly? Jeff Goldblum. Who I'm more Jeff Goldblum in, in this. Like we've spent so much time trying to figure out whether we could that we never took the time to think about whether we should. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> um, but so basically the, the premise of this, what they're trying to do is that the woolly mammoth and the uh, Asian elephant share a common ancestor six like six million years ago, which in the in evolutionary terms is like really a snapshot, like really pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and they um, uh, and, and like woolly mammoths didn't go very they didn't go extinct too long ago, um, ten thousand years ago. 
so there's they've been able to find a lot of woolly mammoth DNA in um, in in fossils of the woolly mammoth. So what right. they think they can do is rewrite the DNA in an embryo of an Asian elephant to cut out the parts of the DNA that are different from a woolly mammoth, leaving the parts of the DNA that are the same and then implanting genetically modified DNA, uh, woolly mammoth DNA into that sequence to create a woolly mammoth embryo. Yes. And then, <clears throat> okay. Two things, because when you shared this article with me, I was like, wait a minute, I thought they were already talking about this. And I did do a, a NewYorkTimes.com search. And there is a New York Times article from 2008 that's basically exactly the same as this article that came out this week. So they have been talking about this for a while, at least since Jurassic Park. And that's the other thing we, you know, I awkwardly introduced us to the Jurassic Park theme because cloning a woolly mammoth would actually be thousands of times easier than cloning a dinosaur for the reasons that you stated. Woolly mammoth, yeah. you know, we have drawings of woolly mammoths because ancient prehistoric, uh, not ancient, prehistoric humans were alive along with woolly mammoths. We have Actually, not even really prehistoric. I'm now reading that most of them went extinct 10,000 years ago, but the last living woolly mammoth died 4,000 years ago. So like Egypt and Sumeria existed 4,000 right. years ago. Right. We had pharaohs 4,000 years ago. So that's why we have way more mammoth DNA in terms of skin, fur, and fossils, and tusks, and Honestly, I bet, I don't know if the article says this, human artifacts containing woolly mammoth DNA than we ever right. will have of actual dinosaur DNA. Yeah. Because the woolly mammoth, it, it bears pointing out, didn't go extinct naturally. Like, we killed them. We, we killed them good. Yeah. yeah. Like, most giant mammals we we made them extinct mm -hmm. that gets me to my that's on us right and that gets me to my second counterpoint i'm trying to find the point in the article where um the scientists point this out here it is <laughs> quote other researchers are deeply skeptical that Colossal, that's the private company trying to do this, will pull such a feat. And if Colossal does manage to produce baby mammoth-like elephants, the company will face serious ethical questions. Is it humane to produce an animal whose biology we know so little about? Who gets to decide whether they can be set loose, potentially to change the ecosystems of tundras in profound ways. Motherfuckers, we human beings are daily, quote, changing the ecosystems of tundras in profound ways. And yeah. we're like, hold up, 
hold up. Right. It's cool. But cloning a thousand woolly mammoths, that might, you know. Right. Wait, so you're, you're yeah. not drilling for oil? Like right. there's no oil involved in this? Exactly. Well, if there's no oil involved, then there are some serious ethical <laughs> dilemmas that we have to talk right. with. Right. Like if that's the concern, I'm like, wait a minute. You're promising me giant, awesome, woolly elephants? But like, oh no, the effect on the environment might be too great. Shut the Well, the whole like the whole premise of this entire mission is to affect the environment in the tundras in Siberia. Right. And I thought that was interesting, and I don't think I understood it perfectly well. Like they're thinking the woolly mammoths could actually help revive natural vegetation right grassland specifically because the grassland so uh the grassland in siberia is dying due to climate change and also due to a lack of large mammals apparently this is a, a contributing factor to the loss of grassland and they've already started shipping in bison by the herd to to populate Siberia in an attempt to keep the grassland intact. Um, because these, it's like, you know, pasture animals. So essentially what's happening is <clears throat> not to get too global warming-y on you here, but grassland and grass traps a ton of carbon on the earth, like keeps it out of the because it, it absorbs the carbon and then it falls down, decomposes, becomes dirt and it stays. But when the, through erosion, um, and all of that carbon gets released back into the atmosphere. So it's like a compounding uh, global warming shit show. Right. Um, so the idea is by bringing these woolly mammoths, they'll, they'll break up the, the moss is coming in and taking over the tundra. They'll like fuck the moss up by walking over it, shit everywhere, and like recreate uh, like a pasture-like sort of tundra that will again trap a ton of carbon. Now, there have been some studies or experiments in the United States where reintroducing bison have expanded natural grasslands, right? I don't know. Okay, I thought so. I think so. I think that's what it said. And so, Sam, this is kind of getting into one of our top of the crocs that we talked about in the past about like how delicious is mammoth meat, probably? Right. <laughs> well, and the beef industry, because it's 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 factory beef, and I bet you, correct me if I'm wrong, factory corn that's destroying all of this gra natural grassland and destroying its ability to capture carbon and store it. Well, you remember like the Dust Bowl? Yes. Well, no. Well, it's I, like... Which, well, I, mean, I was not alive. I mean, no, I'm not that old. <laughs> How do you know I don't age? You fucking okie, Joel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so yes, essentially I, I, like I, the white man moved west, killed all the buffalo, yeah. and then, you know... 50 years or 100 years later, all of a sudden, all of the grassland disappeared and turned into like a desert, essentially. And that's, that was 
the buffalo. That was killing all the buffalo that did that. Right. Okay, so this leads me to my second minor concern about this plan to clone thousands of woolly mammoths and move them to Siberia. Would you get really? Because I just talked myself into it. No, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. see no downside here. Well, okay. So, like, Asian elephants, we don't have a ton of Asian elephants left either. Right. So, why are we trying to clone woolly mammoths when it would be way easier, it seems to me, I'm no scientist, but it seems to me that we could just clone a shit ton of Asian elephants since we know we have their DNA. Or right. clone a shit ton of buffalo or if buffalo or bison or if bison are not native to Siberia, you know, yaks, I don't know, water buffalo. I'm just uh, well, the Asian elephant is a warm weather. Right, I got that. But I'm guessing clone as many as you want, like throw them up in Siberia, they just all die. (laughs) Good point. But you know, like the African elephant is critically also hot weather. No, I'm not I understand that. But there's also grassland in Africa that's being destroyed by climate change right now. Right. If we could beef up the great the natural grazing populations. And I know nothing about the ecology of Central Africa. But, you know, maybe we could save some of these species that are about to die. Maybe it would be easier. And I just feel like we're going for the, the, the three-point shot when maybe you got a layup right here. But that's, right. that's so. I hear you. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, you're not wrong, but like, you know, it's like, why are we going, why are we, why are our billionaires going to space instead of? That's exactly the next point I was going to make. You read my mind. <laughs> because I scrolled down, I scrolled down later to this article, right? Why are billionaires going to space? So this is, this is from this New York Times article. Dr. Church's proposal attracted a lot of attention from the press, but little funding beyond the $100,000 from PayPal co-founder Peter Thiel. Do you know anything about Peter Thiel? He's a real piece of shit. Yeah, well, and also the, the whatever twins from the twins, Facebook. The Winklevoss twins, right. Right, also so, pieces of shit. Right, so this is entirely being funded by the same billionaires who are like, let's build rocket ships. Let's clone. Let's clone really bad. Yeah, real D-bags. Yeah, real D-bags. But I must say, honestly, I would rather a douchebag billionaire overlords spend their money on cool shit like cloning woolly mammoths than right. dumb shit like building... Sending themselves to space. Sending themselves to space. Right. Yep. No, I hear you. Yeah. No, I think I think uh, we're in accord. Um, the next thing I would I would advocate for, if this succeeds, is then 
cloning other badass Ice Age mammals. Like a saber-toothed tiger? Like a saber-toothed tiger, a giant sloth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, also, can we just talk about the company name Colossal? Like, can't you just see yeah. in, like, a Resident Evil-style, like, post-apocalyptic technology gone wrong, sort of like monsters roaming the earth, sort of first person shooter. You're just like walking down the halls of this lab and every door has a giant colossal logo on it, you know? Yes, I do. And here's the problem, Sam. Now they're doing it on purpose because they're the same age that we are and grew up playing the first stupid first person shooter <laughs> video games. And now they're dumbass billionaires and they're like, ha, 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 I'm going to, like, they're doing it as they know their name. They're naming their company Evil Corporation on focus. Intentionally, yeah. Intentionally, yeah. <laughs> what are the other ones? What, God, I read another one a few weeks ago that was right on the same, like, like you know, eugenics. Or, yeah, that's the dick pill company. Uh, or or the the we've talked about the the lady who did the blood company that didn't work um, right Elizabeth Holmes that that Thanatos something like that yeah like one letter away from Thanatos which means death like come on Thanatos that's what she called her company she's like our age also. Anyway, the point being, yay, do it. I hope they succeed. I would love to live in a future populated by woolly mammoths and saber-toothed tigers. Right. And giant swaths. But that's the thing. It's like, they're like, oh, yeah, we're doing the... Then we're, we're like cloning woolly mammoths to prevent climate change. And then it's like, next thing you know, for some reason, there's like a saber-toothed tiger on the streets of New York City. And then everyone's like, oh, shit, I wonder where that came from. And the right. Colossal's like, yeah, I wonder where that came from. You know what I mean? Right, right. But why would they put it on the streets of New York City to, like, that doesn't make sense. Where would you, like, if you were doing an evil scheme as, because Jurassic Park, they were just trying to make a, a Jurassic Park and it got out of hand. Right. If you were trying to, like, depopulate humanity using ice age era mammals and vaccines yeah oh maybe the vaccines are part of it right and then we all just turn into woolly mammoths oh that would be cool so like (laughs) i guess (laughs) i'm just trying to think out the end game here right what's the end game it would have to be that what you're actually going to do is clone Neanderthal humans using the same technology, and oh. Neanderthal humans are the only ones who are actually going to be resistant to the virus that you're about to unleash on humanity. So once oh. you've got a population of Neanderthals that you control, then you release the virus, wipe out Homo sapiens, and then you've got like a hundred thousand Neanderthals that just do your bidding as their god. Hmm. That, that that's what you would do. I yeah, I guess. <clears throat> but then you're like the only human left on Earth. 
you and all the anti-vaxxers? Well, they're already trying to shoot themselves into space. Would you rather be the only human in space? Probably. Yeah, I wouldn't, but you know. You did you saw the uh the Watchmen HBO miniseries with Ozzy Mendias? You know what I'm talking what? about? No. Did you watch the HBO Watchmen? Really good. Oh yeah, no, I did. Yeah. The uh it's Jeremy Irons' character. Right. The guy who just lives on the moon of Jupiter with like his infinite clone slaves who keep dying for it. Right, but isn't he also in jail there? Yeah, that's his prison. Right. I feel like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel would think that was pretty cool. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Like, I think that's their end game, is to live on Mars not by myself like Dr. Manhattan, but to live on Mars surrounded by subhumans who are my slaves and do my thing. But I don't have to worry about that because they're not humans because I've genetically modified them into Morlocks, essentially. Hmm. Yeah, that was a good show. Mm -hmm. It was a really good show. I don't know if it was a really good show, but it was entertaining. I really liked it. I've never seen The Wire, but... Right. The Wire's better. Right. Right. That's what everybody says. <clears throat> like, by a pretty fair margin. But there are also, like, seven seasons of that or something, so... Does The Wire... Okay, here's my question about The Wire. Did you ever get into Mad Men? No. Oh, that's another show I didn't like. I watched the first season of that and then was like, eh, I'm, I'm good. For me, the first three and a half seasons of that show were some of my favorite television of all time. And then really? it went downhill real fast, real quick. Right, but you just like a suit with a skinny tie. That's like your thing. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> yeah, Twin Peaks. Suit with a skinny tie. Mad Men, <laughs> suit with a skinny tie. X-Files, suit with a skinny tie. That's also one of my least favorite things about Donald Trump was his ties. Did you ever see his ties? They're, they're wide as hell to make him look less fat. Yeah, wide as hell and long as hell. Have you noticed that? They go To make him look less fat. Make him look less <laughs> Yeah, that's a wide long tie. It has a slimming effect. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Well, why doesn't he wear black suits? Mm. The only way doesn't to... work with his complexion. Then, like, really bring out the orange. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> he would totally look like the pumpkin king. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. No, I'm a big skinny. I'm a skinny guy, so I can wear skinny ties. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks for letting me realize that about myself. I appreciate it. Have you watched any other good TV shows recently? Uh, I've been watching the show Hacks. What's that? 
You know that show? It's on uh, Cinemax, but it's on HBO Max. No, I don't know it. What's it about? Um, and it's a comedy, and it is. Here, let me get, let me pull it up. It's funny. It's like uh, the premise of the story is that there's this old uh, comedian, and she is like a she's a Vegas legend. She okay. has like a residency in Vegas, and she does this whole thing, and then this young comedy writer is like the the Las Vegas <clears throat> venue that she has a residency at is trying to push her out. And so they send this like young comedy writer to help her like freshen up her act or whatever to attract a younger audience. And it's kind of just about their like, you know, bonding sort of, oh. but it's, it's really funny. It, it, um, and, Gene Smart is the knows? would I know Gene Smart knows? you would know. Okay. She's the 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 comedian. Okay. Um and she's just been in she's just been working for fucking ever. You she you would you would definitely recognize her if you saw her. You might not know her by name. Because I didn't when they when my dad told me about this show, I didn't know who she was, but um she's been in it. She's been in fucking everything since the 70s, basically. Okay. Or 60s. Um, so anyway, I've been watching that. That's been good. Thanks. Uh, been yeah. watching Ted, Ted Lasso. I want to watch Ted Lasso, but you got to get uh, Apple TV for that, right? Yeah. Not willing yep. to get Apple TV just for that one show at this moment. But everybody says that show is really good, too. Uh yeah yeah it's pretty good. Both of them are kind of a little bit. Hacks is a little soapy, uh -huh. and uh, Ted Lasso is a little. I mean, they're both really funny. They're both like have some jokes that just you know, and I like I don't I think things are funny, and I won't laugh out loud at them on the TV all the time. But both of these shows have me like laughing out loud. Gotcha. Yeah, and so Ted Lasso is the. What fired college football coach picking up a a bad English soccer team? Yeah, I don't think that he was fired. I think that he was like the premise is he went had a viral YouTube video of a pregame pep talk, and he's the coach of a Division two school in Kansas or something uh -huh. or Missouri, and uh, the video goes viral, and then there's this woman in who owns a soccer team in England who got the soccer team as part of a divorce settlement and her husband her ex-husband really loved the soccer team she wants to tank it so she like hires this guy this American football like YouTube sensation guy to come be the coach uh-huh yeah okay so it's like major league but soccer yeah kind of and in Major League, the owner is like the villain. And this is like the, she's not the villain in the show. Okay. She, just, she just hates her ex-husband. He's he kind of, the, he's kind of. The doesn't tank the team though, right? Like, doesn't he like get them together to win soccer matches? I mean, I don't want to give out spoilers. Okay. But no. <laughs> but no, they lose, they lose a lot. <laughs> Because he knows nothing about soccer. <laughs> right. 
Uh, but it's it's really feel good. It's a real feel good show. Yeah, you know? that's what it sounds like. I don't know if I'm in the blend. No, that's interesting. I don't know if I'm in the mood for feel good. I don't know if I'm ever in the mood for feel good. Well, that's kind of the thing. That's like what's good and bad about it is like nobody's making feel good shows anymore. So it's kind of it's kind of an anomaly that it is a feel good show. Mm-hmm. And then it's also the jokes are really good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I love that actor. Can't think of his name. Sudeikis? Jason Sudeikis? Jason Sudeikis, yeah. I, I, like, we talked about Norm MacDonald last hour. I mean, Jason Sudeikis never did uh, Weekend Update, I don't believe. But he was always one of the <laughs> guys on that stretch of Saturday Night Live. He was later, I get that. Is he? Did he, was he on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, for a long time. As a cast member? Yep, like two thousand four to two thousand twelve, I believe. Hmm. Yeah, he was there. With Joe Biden. He was there. With Mitt Romney. Uh, right, but I thought that was as a guest. No, no, he was a regular cast member. Hmm. Yeah. He was funny. All right, um, I want to go to bed soon because I got work tomorrow, but I wanted to talk to you. So we looked a little bit, oh, I don't know which direction you want to go. Do you want to talk about food, QAnon, or uh, baseball? Hmm, QAnon. I need you to give me an update. Uh, <laughs> I, don't pay, I don't pay attention. Which is for the best. The terrible thing right now going on with QAnon, so many terrible things. I, you know, I thought I thought I was going to get really into QAnon, and then I was like, "This shit is so stupid; it makes me feel stupid," and I stopped paying attention to it. Which is good. Which is good and the right thing to do. They're doing the ivermectin thing, and I'm not sure if we talked about it on this show. Before. The what? Ivermectin, the horse paste. Oh right. Right, and so the issue with this is. And this is the issue with a lot of these conspiracy theories around COVID, where maybe there's a kernel of truth in there somewhere, but then these psychopaths take it to such extreme levels that it it ruins everything. So there was a study, October of 2020, kind of at the height of the second wave, right, when we were... I mean, we're still losing a thousand people a day, but that wave when we were losing a thousand people a day, and the medical establishment was like fast tracking everything, and there was a study that showed that ivermectin, which is another anti-malarial drug, could prevent the spread of COVID in cell cultures. Like they weren't administering it to humans at all. They were administering it to cell cultures and there was evidence that it prevented the spread of COVID among cells. Right. Which is good. Like they were like, oh, that's good. Uh, Which is like hydroxychloroquine is also an anti-malarial. There is probably something to do with anti-malarial drugs have some effect on containing COVID at some, on some level. But none of the 
scientifically run experiment on human beings showed any effect whatsoever. Right. And, and so like, it seems like if you were just a culture of cells and you applied ivermectin to it, you could do something. Now, and that's the other thing, I don't know if our listeners realize, is that there is human ivermectin, right? Like you as a human being, if you've got malaria or river blindness, which is like- Worms. What? Worms. Worms, yeah, if you got worms, uh, you can get a doctor to prescribe you ivermectin and it will, you'll shit out your worms, yeah. Um, but there is no scientifically proven effect that it will help you fight COVID. And right. then- But wait, don't the QAnon people don't believe in COVID? They are not consistent about that, which they've never been consistent about fucking anything in their lives. Because they will go from, it's not real, it's a hoax, to it's real, but it does no real damage. It's no worse than the common flu. To it's real, but the vaccine is a hoax and will not save you. These quack medicines will. Because there is no, they don't require consistency in their beliefs. And that's the thing that's really boggled my mind over the last 18 months or so. Right. Like you would think a, a quote unquote rational human being, a logical human being, we have to have some kind of consistency in our belief structures. We can't have internal inconsistency. Like, I can believe, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of like a common religious belief, like Christ was resurrected in three days. I can believe that, but then I have to structure my other beliefs in a way around that that makes sense to me. That's like why cognitive dissonance is so difficult for human beings. Right. I mean, you know, you just believe anything that lets you be angry at the libs, you know? That, that's the thing, we're angry at the world. Yeah. Right, or feel superior to the libs. Yep, yep, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's a big part of it. Um, so anyway, now they're all, so anyway, so the point of the story is that there's human ivermectin and then there's animal ivermectin I'm probably pronouncing the name of the medicine wrong. I don't think I am though. Um, and what happened was all the human ivermectin got bought up. And so now these anti-vaxxers are going and buying horse ivermectin and applying it to themselves and being overrun with toxins because horses weigh like 600 pounds and they don't know how to do the math. And even if they did, it's still horse medicine that you're taking. And they're flooding hospitals that are already flooded because they're poisoning themselves. Fun. It's, it's like a suicide cult, man. It's like a slow motion suicide <clears throat> cult. Well, I think the good thing about the 
this horse drug is that they're, they don't, it's like so rarely prescribed even to horses that they don't have, it's hard to get. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's true. But the other thing is that there are also scam, because it's the way it works, there are also scam companies popping up on the internet to sell you this shit. Right? Or to like promise you that they can get you this shit. Because people are desperate right now. Desperate for quack medicine. That's what we should have been, Sam. We should have been like, like, what's that Simpsons episode where Homer and Abe, what are they selling? Hair tonic? Or penis tonic? Yeah. The it's like, uh, it's, it's no, it's like male enhancement. Yeah. That's weird that era, except we have the internet, so it makes it worse. Right. <clears throat> we should. We should get some. We should just start selling our weird QAnon cure for COVID. Right. But what is it? Just like Pepto Bismol and Bubblegum? Okay. Heroin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how we became drug dealers. I mean, I feel like you don't need to go and search for a market for heroin. I think that's true. The market already exists. <laughs> wait, wait, you're selling heroin as a COVID cure? Can't you just sell heroin? Sell it as heroin? Yeah. <laughs> like, people will buy that. But maybe not. Maybe we call it, you know, mammoth juice. Mammoth, woolly, oh, there we go. There it is, Sam. Woolly mammoth DNA will cure you of coronavirus. Oh, hell yeah. If I just inject you with this woolly mammoth DNA, you'll be cured of COVID. And then you'll become like a a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle style mammoth mutant, and you'll be in my mammoth art of really mammoth people. I think that made sense. That made sense, at least in my head. Hmm. Yeah. Well, it's. Uh... It's kind of spooky, I'll be honest. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not going to get any better anytime soon, um, which makes me depressed. Honestly. Right, but why not? I don't know. People are so stupid. I don't know. I don't know why not, because there's no faith in, like, the institutions that are trying to tell us what to do, which is reasonable, because the institutions keep lying to us. And then right. saying that they're not lying this time, so why should people believe them? I that actually makes sense to me. We need to get sure. an AP on this podcast now. This this is a JP episode. Right? I've been trying to do that for years. Yeah, he yeah he. That'll get us banned from the internet. That's for sure. <laughs> it will definitely get us banned. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, he will take it even a step further. But like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. People are scared and in groups are very stupid. 
and they don't have the economic resources to make any like that's the the other driving force behind the horse ivermectin is that it's cheap and ivermectin because of a broken healthcare system is not cheap right so like joe rogan to bring up joe rogan again for the second consecutive week he took ivermectin he got actual real ivermectin which wasn't going to do anything but also wasn't going to give him like toxic blood poisoning because it wasn't horse medicine but he was just burning a thousand you know he was just burning piles of money right because he has piles of money Mm -hmm. actual literal piles of money yeah, like the Joker in that scene on in the Dark Knight. Yeah, so he doesn't burn it. Yeah, no, he, he just gives it to to hi everybody. Hi. He just gives it to Dr. Nick. Right. Dr. Nick gives him a steroid shot in the ass. It's like I'm, you know, I'm a healthy, fit, whatever, 40-something guy. Right. And I was never at risk from COVID to begin with, really. But, you know, I got better and I took this ivermectin stuff. So it's probably that. Right. And that leads me to a second question about these dumb rich people, including Joe Rogan and Donald Trump, who attract, and I would put like, whatever, like Oprah Winfrey and the Kardashians in this category. And I don't know, maybe Tom Cruise, who attract a class of con men around them who are like, oh, I can get between this fool and his money. And he has so much money. He or she has so much money that they're not going to even realize what I'm doing with their money. So that's when I come and sell you. What did they call the Simpsons tonic? It was just Simpsons. It was like a very long name. Yeah. Google that, right? But that's how you right now. That's how you make your money as a con man. Not necessarily selling to the plebeians, but finding the rich suckers who will like give you anything you wanted just to pump him full of horse steroids. Simpson and Son Revitalizing Tonic. Simpson and Son Revitalizing Tonic. That's what we got to be selling on the streets. And heroin. And really, heroin. But we sell heroin as Simpsons and Sons Revitalizing Tonic and COVID cure. Right. Slash COVID. Yeah. Also cocaine. I'm just getting word that California did not recall Newsom today. By a landslide, I thought. Wasn't it a uh, 70 to 30 or something like that? I thought, I thought, I just saw that that was in one county, but I could be wrong. Oh, no, I think you are right. I think you're right about that. Well, that's good. That was a dumb thing also. <clears throat> Is it good? Yeah, it's good. It's not great, but it's better than the alternative. Because if, if he had been recalled, they were going to replace him with 
Spoon. There's crazy guy. Whose name? Hmm. Yep. All right. I got to end on some kind of happy note. Okay. And it's not Gavin Newsom not being recalled. It is. I mean, it is. Like, Gavin Newsom not being recalled is a good thing. Gavin Newsom is not a great person, but also, like, essentially, people should not be allowed to recall their politicians ever, really. If, if, you, if you're doing something that bad, you need to be impeached. But you shouldn't be able to be recalled because they don't like what you're doing. Right. Elected, unless you are breaking the law and then they need to impeach you, you shouldn't be allowed to be recalled. That shouldn't be the hmm. Right. Just wait until the next election. Well, that's the problem is that everyone is going to refuse. Well, everyone, and by everyone, I mean the Republican Party from top to bottom is just going to refuse the results of the election. No matter what. Right. As long as they lose. Yep, exactly. <sighs> Fucking a-holes. Yeah, why are you making me so bad? Because there's no repercussions to them doing so. Exactly. Right. No consequences at all. Okay, here we go. White Sox 9, Angels 3. There we go. Aaron Bummer with the win. One inning pitched. That's such a weird stat. The win? No. Well, the win when you pitch. What did he pitch? He pitched. One inning, one K. He pitched the seventh inning and he got the win. Right. Because the White Sox happened to score. Oh no, it was the fifth inning. Because the White Sox happened to score two runs in the bottom of the fifth. Which is fine. Like I don't really care. Gavin Sheets had a very good day. That's really good for Gavin Sheets. How are the Red Sox doing against the Mariners? Losing 2-1 right now. Ooh, what inning? I don't know. I turned it off. I just got an update to the a, a while ago. Bottom of the fifth. That game is never going to end. Bottom of the fifth, Jesus. Yeah, yeah I gotta go to bed. Yeah, we gotta go to bed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening to B-Block. Willie Mammoth, let's come back to this topic later, okay, Sam? Yeah. I feel like we still have some takes that we left on the floor about Willie Mammoth clones wandering Siberia. I think that we should just become billionaires and then just start spending our money on just the most ridiculous shit. What? Yeah. That's fine with me. We just got... Like, cloning, it's like... And we just do stuff that everyone else is doing, except for like Dick Cooler. Uh, it's like, oh, you're cloning the woolly mammoth? Well, we're cloning, I don't know what's cooler than a woolly mammoth, but something. Well, I believe I've talked on this podcast about the television show Dino Riders. <laughs> <laughs> what a, yeah. 
what if we just did like an island of Dr. Moreau style, like gene splicing scheme? Let's make a minotaur. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. A genetically engineered minotaur <laughs> to just like, if anyone tries to break into our compound, there's just uh, a big, there's a big hedge maze with a minotaur at the center of it. That would be fucking awesome. I did see on Twitter this week, somebody asked this question. What would a mermaid taste like? And is it human flesh on the top and tuna on the bottom? Or is it all the same and it's some kind of mix in between eating a human and a fish? Gross. <laughs> I thought that was a question you would be interested in. I mean, I'd like to know what a woolly mammoth tastes like, but we're going to be able to find out soon enough. Yeah, no, that's the whole, <laughs> that's the, the angle they need to be taking is what's the hot restaurant in Moscow going to be selling woolly mammoth steaks? Yeah. Yeah, but that'll be delicious. All right, ladies. At Vladimir Putin's personal it's going power. Yes. He's already, he's already eaten woolly mammoth, though, if we're being honest. <laughs> right. <laughs> you totally, yeah. <laughs> it's like there's this company that's like, oh, we're going to clone woolly mammoth. And then it's just a, like Vladimir Putin's like looking side to side really suspiciously, you know? <laughs> he's got his own personal stable of like half a dozen woolly mammoths. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, we, it could reverse climate change. And he's like, yes, climate change. He hunts woolly mammoth riding a saber-toothed tiger shirtless with a rifle. Exactly. <laughs> we have to draw that picture and send it to Vladimir Putin. He would love that. <laughs> yeah. He's just like dressed up all Teddy Roosevelt on safari. Like, Shooting woolly mammoths. Yeah, but he can't be wearing a shirt. But no shirt, yeah. Shirt, even though it's like Siberia and it's 20. He just has a bunch of military medals pinned directly to his chest. His nipples. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vladimir Putin, come on the show. We'll talk about this. Yeah, open invitation. We'll talk hockey. Yep, yep, yep. This is great. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly baseball podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. We also have Facebook and Instagram, Dump on the Ump. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and or SoundCloud. For Sam, my name is Joel. Have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Thank mm-hmm. you.